Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to Dominion Sonship Life again today. Thank you for joining us. And um, I'll continue from last week's message. Actually, I've been doing the continue, continue message after message. And um, the context is really the power of the Word of God, the power of the Word of God, and really the way the power of the Word of God is displayed. The way the power of the Word of God is displayed It is through the utterance of the Holy Spirit in the Word of God. And we have, over the last few weeks, uh, been looking at the Holy Spirit and the function of the Holy Spirit with the Word of God, in the Word of God, and through the Word of God. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who oppressed of the devil because God was with Jesus. And as God was with Jesus, God is with us and we have been given the same precious Holy Spirit anointed, anointed for this work of transformation within us from glory to glory to be able to demonstrate the power of the Word of God. And last week's message was... um, the word of power prior to that is the Holy Spirit teaches. And so we were spending some time in the book of John in 14, 15, 16, and even in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 about, about the function of the Holy Spirit, how he discloses the very words of Jesus to us. And these words are really words of divine power. They are words of really um, mysteries of God, uh, Christ in us now. The hope of glory was really the, the, the utmost mystery of the ages, of really the new birth that man can partake of God through a new birth. By being born again, born from above, born by the Holy Spirit. And so never lose sight of who you are. You are born again. You are born of the Spirit of the living God. And so because of that, now you are given the privilege. You are sealed with the Holy Spirit and given the privilege to walk in the way of Christ, to walk in the way of life, to walk in the way of truth. And you are given the spirit of truth to guide you in this walk and to demonstrate the very power of the word of God. Last week's message, power words, was the word of power. And we looked at, um, especially if we finish with the book of Hebrews in chapter one, how all things in the universe are upheld by the power of his word, by the word of power. And that in times past, God spoke to us through the prophets. Of course, we have the, the, the Old Testament. But now in these days, the rite of Hebrews states that God is, has chosen to speak to us through his son. And we know the son is the word of God. The son is Jesus made flesh. The son is the word that dwelt among us. And so we are to not depart from the way that he has chosen to speak to us now so he can speak through us now. And so today's title is Speak the Word of Power. Speak the Word of Power. Now when 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 I 
communicate about the speaking of the word, really, we have to place it in the context of revelation. We have to place it in the context of the Holy Spirit. Take note, this is not the first message I preached on the word, speak the word. This is, this is a combination of a reality that we are building a, a line upon line to realize that now Christ, the living word, lives in us and the Holy Spirit is disclosing these words. He's causing us to remember. He's causing us to learn. He's teaching us and bringing to remembrance the very word of God so that we walk in the very steps of God. So we walk in the very uh, demonstration of the power of God so that we'll continue to be his disciples indeed. Let's uh, go to 1 John and then I'll, I'll look at examples of Jesus speaking. And now we are in him enabled to speak the power of his speech. We are enabled to speak the power of his speech. And we know it is through the dunamis working, the miracle working power of the Holy Ghost within us. Let's go at the end of verse chapter chapter 3 verse 22 I, I'm, uh, most of my verses in chapter 4 but chapter 3 verse 20 oh let's do 21 beloved if our heart does not condemn us we have confidence toward god we recognize that when we walk in the spirit as in romans 8 1 that when we walk in the Spirit, because we're born again, when we fellowship with the Spirit of the Lord, there is only a demonstration of the love of God. And the love of God is poured now in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is disclosing this immense divine love called Jesus Christ, because God so loved us that he gave his son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. And so now the Holy Spirit primary function is to disclose the love of God to us. So he has poured out this mighty revelation of the love of God that we are to ever be growing in. And we also know what John states actually here in, in chapter 4, 1 John, that perfect love casts out fear. And so when we have the residence of love himself within us, then uh, that is flushing out fear. And condemnation is fear. Or can I say fear is condemnation? Condemnation is always falling short. It's always falling short of the very glory of God, who is the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. But now that we are in Christ, we cannot fall short of the very glory of God because we are part of the glory of God. We are part of the body of Jesus Christ. We are part of this divine this divine body and partakers of this divine nature. And so we will not fall short but we'll ever increase in revelation, in the knowledge. So we are not to be mindful of sliding away from God or lacking God or missing out on God or not having enough of God. 
because we have more than enough of God. We have his very son. We have his very spirit. We have God himself. And so we're to be mindful that we are ever increasing in knowledge, ever growing in revelation, ever attaining. As Paul said, I forget one thing Paul did. He forgot what was, but he pressed on attaining for that, attaining to that which Christ had attained him for. We are to shift our mindset that we are now in this path of reformation of our mind being conformed, a path of conformation to the mind of Christ. That we are now walking out the very mind of Christ as we're yielding to the lead of the Holy Spirit. And we looked at 1 Corinthians chapter 2 of how the Holy Spirit searches the deep things of the mind of God and brings them to our understanding. And now we have, we do have the mind of Christ. And so we are to made to demonstrate the mind of Christ. That's why we cannot be mindful of falling short, but Really be aware of who we are, born again, born again, children of God. And so this is the context of just speak the word. Because we're born again, we will just speak the word. Because we are of his bone, of his flesh, of his blood, we will just speak the word. It is really a flow, a flow of his life. His life speaks. His life only speaks truth. His life only speaks the word because his word is truth. His life speaks himself. He himself discloses the Father. And now we have the Holy Spirit to disclose the Son. And so when we talk about speaking the word of God, this is not a religious, this is not a religious duty. This is the utmost privilege that we have been granted to speak his word. This is the utmost life expression that we have now in Christ to speak his word. And so we are not to be in the condemnation camp of falling short every time of not speaking his words. But we are now in the demonstration camp of his glory, always speaking his word. And really that is how we're to see it, that we are a demonstration of the love of God to another, that we are a demonstration of the truth of God to another, that we are a, a manifestation of the goodness of God to another. And that looks like a speaking. That looks like a communication that is of God. And so just speak the word is really what we do and we want to do. It is what we are made to do. Does it make sense? It's not a put on, I got to memorize some verses to put and jam in my little mouth and say, 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 whether I believe or don't believe, maybe one day I'll believe. I don't know. I, that's not my issue to believe. God will make me believe. God, uh, all I got to do is say, say, say. And so people go say, say, say so many things. They don't even know what they're saying. And yet they think, think, think other things. The renewing of the mind that we have been camping from the very beginning is, is really from where the speaking of the word comes. The very mind of Christ communicates the word of God. 
And this communication is a demonstration. It's a manifestation. It's not just mere words. It's a, it's an impartation of life. And so we, we see it in the walk of Jesus. When he spoke, it caused a shift. When Jesus spoke, things changed. When Jesus spoke, a demonstration of power was made available. And so speaking is not just a religious duty that the Pharisees did. And they could quote many verses, the entire Old Testament most likely. Passages. The Torah for sure, the first five books for sure. Cram to say. And thank God that we can say, but without a revelation, without a fellowship with the Holy Spirit, we're really sunk. I, I read 21 is because when we are in him, our hearts will never condemn us. Because all we have in our heart is the poured out love of God. But if you're not mindful of the poured out love of God and mindful of something else, then there will be great condemnation that you'll be living in. And yet that's not your portion. And so I said all that to say is in him. We are delivered from this low realm of always feeling that we've fallen short of something. Verse 21, beloved, so right, we read verse 22. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Yes, because we're led of the Holy Spirit, because we believe God and we live by faith, the faith of the Son of God. And we know faith pleases him. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. Now he who keeps his commandment abides in him, and he in him. Now when we keep this living reality of his word, we are abiding in him, and he is abiding in us. And by this we know that he abides in us. How do we know he abides in us? By the spirit whom, we, whom he has given us. And we looked at in chapter 2 last week. You can go listen to that message, a word of power, powerful, where we looked at especially verse 20 and 27, that now we have this unction within us, the charisma, the, we have the disclosure of the Holy Spirit, that we are being led in truth by truth, that we know all things because of the Holy One that lives in us, and that there's no life found in Him, there's no life found in the truth. And so that is how we know that we are one with Him, is because the Spirit of truth unctions us. He, he has been given to us to communicate oneness. It, we continue chapter 4, verse 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit. Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, whether they are of God, which tells me there are spirits that are not of God, and the spirits that are not of God, we are to test. And so don't ever forget that you live in a spiritual atmosphere at all times. And there is spirit that is of God and there are spirits that are not of God. And you are to test the spirit. 
You have to do the litmus test of Jesus. Do they bow the knee to the name of Jesus? Do they honor the name of Jesus? Test the spirits whether they are of God because many false prophets have gone out into the world. And so these demonic spirits have influenced people that they called false prophets to bring forth another message, not the gospel of Christ, a twisted doctrine. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. And is now already in the world. But do you know who else is in the world? Do you know who your God has also placed in the world? You and I. And the Holy Spirit within us. So we be not afraid, but that we will have a discernment to test every spirit, which tells me I have dominion to make a testing. <laughs> which tells me I have authority to make a decision. What I listen to versus whom I don't listen to. I should never at any moment be taken captive because I have a say so. Verse 4, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. We're not to be afraid because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. He who is in you, the resurrector, mighty Holy Spirit, is far greater than all the spirits of error. Is far greater than these wicked spirits that are found in the world. Verse 5, they are of the world, therefore they speak as the world. Take note of the importance of speaking and how you're communicating spiritual reality. It is through speaking. And so those spirits are speaking through false prophets. So it's telling me that speaking is an expression of spiritual reality. So what are you saying today? What are you expressing? What is your reality? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth would speak. And so you don't have to be in the dark as to what you believe. Just listen to your conversations and you know exactly what you believe, as would everyone else around about you. And this is how I personally make an adjustment. If I said that, all right, I'm obviously believing the wrong thing. Let's go back to verse 5. It's important. They are of the world, therefore they speak as of the world. And the world hears them. Do not speak as of the world. Do not speak as of the world. And so what if the world hears you? You might want to check yourself if they're so hearing of you, especially in this hour. We are speakers of distinction. We're speakers of distinction. Our speech is of God. Our speech is a life releaser. Our speech is a light manifester. It 
It releases a light and dispels darkness. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. We read in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 about that a natural man cannot discern the things of God because they're spiritually discerned. And so someone that's born again and walking in their mind renewal will understand the very oracles of God. And there is that same precious faith that we share the same communication. But we do continue to keep our light shining in the world, even in the midst of rejection, because we're called to be a light. We are of God. He who knows God hears us, and he who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Let's go to verse 13. We jump down to 13. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us. It takes us back into the Holy Spirit. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And, and in verse 4 he says that greater is he that's in us than the one that's in the world. So the one that we are given at our new birth is mighty Holy Spirit who is far greater than anything you ever encounter on a regular day in your life in the world. So fear not, be of good cheer because you have already overcome because you are born of God. And that's what verse 4 says. Little children, you're of God and have overcome them. Don't sit at the seat of deception in the seat of the scoffers. And let them teach you something. What are they going to teach you? Stealing, killing, and destroying. That's what Satan does. And so by this we know that we are one. Again, it's by the Spirit that he has given to us. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son, a Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God... You see, the abiding of Christ within you, the abiding of the Holy Spirit is based on your confession. It's based on your confession. What you say is important. It is so important that it's actually determining the course of your life, not just here on earth, but eternally. Whoever confesses, and we looked at Romans 10 of how we get born again. With the heart, man believes. And with the mouth, he confesses. And so, to speak the word of power, it's really to confess the lordship of Jesus Christ. To speak the word of power is to declare that Jesus is Lord. There's no greater power of a demonstration of a divine reality than your proclamation, your life's proclamation, your heart's declaration, your lips' pronouncement that Jesus is Lord. And that's how you know you are of God and the Holy Spirit lives in you and you're not being snared by the spirit of error. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. 
we have known and believed the love and it's in this knowing and in this believing our heart does not condemn us in believing and knowing the love of God there is no condemnation no condemnation there is only acceptance in the beloved there is only his pleasure towards you We have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. Say it. God is love. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God. How do we know we abide in love? By the Spirit who has poured out this love of God in us so we can now abide in this love and his love abide in us. And from this abiding place, we are declaring that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, our Father in heaven. And this is what speaking power sounds like. And yes, we'll say verses. And yes, we'll quote the word. And yes, we'll use that rhema word, that, that sword of the spirit. We'll use the word. We'll use, if God be for me, Romans 8, 31 has been my well-used sword over, I don't know, a year and a half to two years now. Romans 8, 31, I'm fully persuaded by if God be for me, who can be against me? If God be for me, who can be against me? What am I proclaiming in the spiritual realm in that moment? That Jesus Christ is Lord and that every foul thing stout against me is defeated. See, every verse puts you in this higher proclamation of the Lordship of Jesus. I hope you get it. It's not about you attaining more stuff. It's not about you sounding right to another. But it's about you releasing power. A shift of an atmosphere, even there was any moment in history where a shift from the body of Christ to bring forth a shift in the atmosphere, it is now. And I believe there's a greater rising within the body of Christ with the very sounding of God, the sounding of this very proclamation that the Father has sent the Son a Savior to the world. And whoever confessed that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he is in God, safe, protected. Let's finish it. Verse 16 again, and we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. God is love. That's another power proclamation. God is love and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. And now we'll see what that looks like to mere man. Let, we're going to see what this, what I've just spoken, looks like to flesh and blood and spiritual, spiritual entities. Let's go to, actually let's go to Luke. 
We're going to look at two stories. Two, two stories of Jesus. Luke 7. I've made mention of this one a couple of weeks ago. It says Jesus coming into Capernaum. So, so Luke chapter 7, starting at verse 1. Now, when he concluded all his sayings, one of his sayings that moment is love your enemies. <laughs> when he concluded the Beatitudes, when he concluded all his sayings in the hearing of the people, sayings is in the hearing of the people. <laughs> That's uh, that, yeah, just right there. We can pause on that for a moment. Um, he entered Capernaum and a certain centurion servant who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. So he, he gets approached by a Roman centurion whose servant is sick. So when he heard about Jesus, this, this, this Roman, non-born again, non-regenerated in the spirit man, but yet he heard of Jesus and faith arose. Every time you hear of Jesus, faith arises to lay hold of him, to lay hold of him. And so here is this centurion laying hold of the power of Christ because he heard faith comes through the hearing of the message of Christ. So when he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying that the one for whom he should do this was deserving, for he loves our nation and has built us a synagogue. He was an honorable man. He was this, 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 um, a Roman was honorable to the things of God. Then Jesus went with him, and when he was already not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying to him, This is so marvelous. Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Therefore, <laughs> therefore, I did not even think myself worthy to come to you, but say the word, but say the word, speak the word, and my servant will be healed. Release this power word. Release yourself. Release, release, release this, 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 this divine essence of who you are through speech. What is speech? Speech is a release of belief. Speech is a release of disposition. Speech is a release of that what is real in your heart. And so he's saying, Jesus, release, give me of that which you have in your heart. Uh, but say the word, my servant will be healed. I know that which you give to me, Jesus, 
will bring forth healing, will bring forth completion, will bring forth restoration. Do you believe that? Do you believe every time you come into the Bible? Do you believe every time you read the word or you hear a message that is of the Holy Ghost? Do you believe that actually it's benefiting you or do you dread that on some level you're still dealing with condemnation of sin or having sinned this morning or last night or, or a month ago or 20 years ago? Are you still struggling, unable to receive that which the centurion was able to receive, although he knew he was not, he was not of the essence of Christ. He was not born again. He knew it. And it reached by faith because he had heard the good news. How much more us now that we are of his very body, that to us all is life and Godliness. Hmm. Say the word, my servant will be healed, for I also am a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. There's something about knowing authority and being submitted to authority. That when you approach the word of God with that heart submitted to authority, you're able to discern the authority of Christ or the authority that Christ has on earth. That you are now where he is far above all things. And in him is only love. In him there's only acceptance. In him there's only goodness. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, when Jesus heard these things, he marveled. It amazed him. Amaze Jesus today. How about we amaze our heavenly father by saying, I believe you, God. If you're for me, nothing can be against me. And you can name those little things you'll be struggling this week. That you think is that against you. They're robbing from you, stealing from you, impoverishing you, uh, depressing you. Oh, just you have, all of us have a little stack that wants to communicate, a little list that wants to communicate. Not good enough. Not gonna make it. Not worthy. Oh, shut it down. <laughs> and impress him by saying, I believe in God. That which you say about me is what I say about me. Ha! Huh. I'm well supplied. My body's fully restored. I have a sound mind, the mind of Christ. All my needs are met according to your riches and glory. I lack nothing. I'm not to worry about what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to wear. I'm not going to be like the Gentiles scurrying around trying to make a, a living. I'm going to trust you and I'll do the assignment you've placed me on earth to do. I'll complete the task. I'll complete that which you've called me to do. I'll do it diligently unto you. I'll do it unto you, Lord. And it will never be in vain. And I'll trouble myself with the affairs of the world. But I'll be found as Jesus was at the age of 12 in my father's house, about my father's business. 
Jesus, when he heard these things, he marveled at him and turned around and said to the crowd that followed him. He said to the crowd, and he is the one that had just said the Beatitudes. The same, the same Christ who just spoke these precious words of loving your enemies, not judging. A tree is known by its fruits. Is the very one that said these other, these other words regarding a Roman centurion. I say to you, Jesus said, have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And he just spoke to the house of Israel. So I haven't found such faith. Jesus is a truth sayer. Be a truth sayer. Don't tiptoe around the matter. Don't what what milly mouth pretend lie. Don't be a truth sayer. He just spoke to the house of Israel. He was not timid to speak truth in their faces the way he addressed the Pharisees. I've not found such great faith even in Israel. And those who, and those who were sent returning to the house found the servant well who had been sick. Let's look at the Matthew verse, the Matthew portion here. Eight, eight. You know what's neat is was, it was Luke seven, seven where the centurion says, Luke seven, seven, just speak the word. And in Matthew eight, eight is the same. I thought was kind of neat. Matthew 8, 8. Hmm. Actually, in verse 7, Jesus said to the centurion, I'll come and heal him. And in verse 8, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word. Only speak a word. Don't teach me a message. Just give me a word. What mercy, what mercy. We don't have to jump through hoops. <laughs> we don't have to hear 50 messages to believe. One word from God can shift your life forever. That was my night vision, one night vision. Shifted the course of my life. But only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And my, to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. To so trust his word. To so trust the essence of his word. To so trust the life he's expressing. The faith he's expressing through his word. And I catch that faith. I receive that life through his word. That's what faith looks like, the hearing of his word, not an encounter with so-and-so, not an angelic visitation. 
Oh, and it's, we got it all the time here. But no, we want encounters. Thank God for encounters. I've had some in my life. But what keeps me grounded is the Word. The revealed Word. Just say a word. And you know, the Holy Spirit is so obliging. What did we read in John? Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit, I think in chapter 15, verse 26, around there, that he, the Holy Spirit brings to remembrance the words of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is constantly giving you the words of Jesus. You don't have to even say, give me a word. The Holy Spirit knows what's ahead. and He's already preparing you. He's already working on you to build you up so that you will be a, an overcomer when that moment of the snare comes about. He is putting every piece together for your life so you never fail. You never falter. And so Jesus says, have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Listen to this. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be whipping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said to the centurion, go your way. As you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. You are accountable to the word that you hear the master pronounce. You are accountable. The word will judge you. And so look, look at the statement of an, this, the statement of such pleasure this man gave to Jesus that he went even as far as to say verse 11 and 12. Someone's faith so moved him that he gave an eternal lesson of eternal destination based on what you believe here now on earth. Oh, my dear. Lest we think we can just fool around with Jesus. Oh, you said that? Okay, another God, another Oh, I forgot that, God. Really? Did you really mean that? Let me re-paraphrase you, Jesus. Surely didn't mean that. Surely, Jesus. I didn't hear you. Another, another, another word, Jesus. Jesus says, go your way as you have believed, so let it be done to you. Oh, who else heard the statement by an angel? Mary. Mary said, let it be done unto me according to thy word. And it was. Okay, the other one. Um, in um, Matthew 8, 27, same chapter, verse 27. Wind and the wave obeyed. This is the last story. We're wrapping it up here. Wind and wave obeyed. The wind and the wave obeyed Jesus. And so what happened? The disciples, they're in a boat. Verse 23. They got in the boat in verse 24 and suddenly a great tempest arose in the sea so that the boat was covered with waves. It surely feels that way sometimes in our personal life, doesn't it? But what does Jesus say? He's not disturbed bailing out the water in the little boat, throwing out the weight. 
Oh, we got to downsize. We got to upsize. We got to do this. No, we don't have to do this. We got to, uh, okay, okay, this, okay, what, what, let's think, let's, let's go a little family. What are we going to do? How about just rest? How about, how about you believe what Jesus already said? If he be for you, who could be against you? How about you just take a little moment to breathe and calm yourself down? <laughs> No, we don't like to do that. No, <laughs> we like the stirred up commotion. <laughs> we, we, we like to, we, we like to have a little answer all the time. Okay. The boat was covered with waves and, and Jesus was asleep. But he was asleep. Yeah, just the opposite of what they were doing. Then his disciples came to him and woke him, saying, Look, look, Lord, save us. We're perishing. You know, some translation actually accused him, Don't you care about us? Don't you care, Jesus? Don't you know we're really struggling, Jesus? You don't care. You don't love us. Your love's gone. Long, long gone. Your love has departed us now for good. No, what a lie. What a lie. His love abides forever. But he said to them, why are you fearful? You have little faith. Oh, you have little faith. They just heard him talk about the Roman centurion. The Roman centurion had just heard about Jesus having great faith. No greater faith in entire Israel. And here are his little core traveling buddies, the companions, who are supposed to know Jesus. A little better than that centurion. And he's accusing them of little faith. Why are you fearful, you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and, and there was a great calm. <laughs> Authority. Know who you are. Just like the Roman centurion knew authority, knew who he was. So the man marveled, saying, Who can this be that even the, even the winds and the sea Obey him. Even the wind and the sea obey him. In Mark is the same story. Mark 4. Mark 4.41. Verse 35. You know, what does Jesus say? You know, when they just give us a word. Here's his word. What are we supposed to when we get his word? Well, something disciples did not do. <laughs> believe. On the other, on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. So that's what Jesus said to them. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and the other little boats were also with him, and a great windstorm arose. Now suddenly the windstorm is going to want to, in their mind, negate what Jesus has spoken. How often does that happen? How often does that happen? Jesus has spoken something to us, and suddenly a storm arises. So now we believe the lie and let go of truth. And when we reap from that lie, then we're like, where are you, Jesus? You didn't help me. He already had given them the word. Let us cross over to the other side. A great windstorm arose. You will make it to the other side. You will make it to heaven just fine. Trust him. 
and the great windstorm arose and the waves beat onto the boat so it was already filling but he was in the stern asleep on a pillow on a pillow and they woke him and said teacher do you not care that we're perishing accusing him and he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea peace be still and the wind ceased it's the very mercy of God and the wind ceased and there was great calm, but he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? It would have been good if they actually believed God, if they themselves believed God and not marvel that the wind believes God. And we're going to finish how we finished last week in the book of Hebrews, that we now are moving in this and his word is upholding all things in Hebrews Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews. Verse 2, he has now the Lord has in his last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, heir of all things. And he now lives in us and has made us heirs and co-heirs with him whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. No wonder the wind and the sea obey him. They're made by him. You and I were created by him in our mother's womb, and we want to also heed his voice and obey his voice, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, this is who Jesus is, the express image of his heavenly Father upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. So what did he say to us? Go and make disciples of all the nations. Go baptize in his name. And now he's asleep at the stern of the boat on the pillow. So no matter what kind of storm comes your way, you keep going. You keep going, proclaiming this message of liberty. You keep speaking the word of power that Jesus Christ is Lord indeed, that he raised from the dead and with his raising, we in him have arose to a grand, brand new life forevermore. Amen. We are done. Speak the word of power. Amen.